the, then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back, back to normal. To normal. Yeah. And I say, you mean like the flu vaccine that's 8% effective? I don't worry. I catch if, I mean, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaver. If you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which by the way, give most people that take them the flu. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this without going through the VAERS court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested, brand new, rushed through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal. Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa, like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off $1,000 per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here found out what the Chinese Communist Party, the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly 95% of um, the victims are Falun Gong practitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a illegal sanctions forced organ harvesting business. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender podcast. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Paul Aguilar. I really appreciate you guys stopping in once again. If you guys aren't already a subscriber on YouTube, uh, please consider subscribing for us. Hit that bell icon as well as that like button. That'll really help us out. Uh, if you guys want to catch us on the go, you guys can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. Uh, if you guys want to follow us on our social media, I'll have everything linked down below, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a Rumble and a Discord as well for you guys. Um, if you have any questions for myself or comments, uh, guests or topic recommendations, you guys can shoot us an email at thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Uh, back once again to spit some more straight facts to you guys. Uh, he's a host of the Macroaggressions Podcast with Charlie Robinson which can be found on Iconic and Apple, as well as the host of The Union of the Unwanted, author of Amazon number one bestseller, The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire, as well as The Octopus of Global Control, which is a great book. I highly recommend. Mr. Charlie Robinson, how are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm great. It's good to be back with you, Paul. I enjoy our conversations where we get down the rabbit hole on a variety of topics and we wind up ending our call frustrated with the world and then we go off about our our business trying to uh, figure it out and then we get back together a couple of weeks from now and we do it all over again so I, I always i always enjoy chatting with you so thanks for having me back on yeah i appreciate it yeah so i mean we'll jump right in here because one of the main reasons that i had reached out previously um obviously was um i reached out through you to you on twitter because you had posted that video of Jen Saki, um, I think the same day when it came out, which would have been, I think, July 6th or something like that, uh, when she read that press release um, where they said they were going to be targeting community by community. I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and quote since I have it here. Uh, targeted community by community door to door outreach to get remaining Americans vaccinated by ensuring they have the information they need on how both safe and accessible the vaccine is. Um, so when I first heard that, the first thing I thought about was you. Um, I was literally <laughs> going to reach out to you that day when you had posted on Twitter. Um, and I was just like, hey, we got to get together. Um, like He's going to be out of his mind when he reads this. I know. I mean, I, I, read, I saw that and I was like, what are they talking about? They're crazy. Yeah. So like I had seen it and then I think they kind of walked some of the language back a little bit. I think what they were talking about initially when she had said that was that they were going to be going door to door to like, I think it was like forced vaccination or I don't remember exactly how that was, but then they kind of 
restructured what they were saying to now it's um, information, you know, just making sure that everybody has information and stuff like that. Um, but I guess the first thing I want to get is like your reaction to when you first heard that. I, I mean, I'd like to say I was shocked, but I'm really not there. This, the Biden administration is an authoritarian regime and, and I'm not, look, I'm not, I, I was never on the Trump train either, but I don't, I don't care for either, either wings of, of this bird. But um, one thing that it, I think has become pretty undeniable is that the, the hardcore left are closeted authoritarians. Like they talk about freedom and they talk about they talk about equality and they talk about fairness and all this stuff but if you don't agree with them they want you dead they want you they want police showing up at your at your house dragging you out they want you kicked off of social media they want to limit your ability to speak they want you to die if you don't believe with them but they're the compassionate left right so so you've got this authoritarian regime in the Biden administration disguised as Democrats, right? But but they're they're all part of this globalist syndicate. They all want the same things. And Jen Psaki comes out and says that they're going to be going door to door. Like we we even in our most like insane rantings a year ago, I don't think many of us even said they'll be going door to door. Like th- that's just that's too crazy, even for us to, to, to suggest that. And yet here they are. And then, and then the people came out and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, you know, so you have lists of people that have been vaccinated and you're going to go to the houses of the people. Or you have, you have lists of people that have been unvaccinated then by default, right? If you have a list of people that have been vaccinated, then you obviously know who, who, else, who else is anyone who's not on that list has been, has not been vaccinated, right? So you can go to them and she says, oh, the government, you know, the government isn't keeping lists of the vaccinated. Um, we, we don't do that. We don't feel like that's our job. And, in, in, and I, what I hear is the government definitely has lists of who has and hasn't been vaccinated. And we consider this to absolutely be our job. Right. So, so, you know, because they, they're they never, never believe anything until it's been officially devi- denied by the government. Right. And that's what we have with this. They come right out and deny that they're going to do anything. You know, they're, you know, that they're, they're going door to door. They say, well, we're not, we're not going to be advocating that people take the shots. We're just going to be giving them information. Really? I mean, that's a, that's a blatant lie. Right. So, so you, oh, so if you're going to give information that the pros and the cons of it or, no, no, you're just going to give the pros. So there is only one direction they're going. The only the only information they're going to give you is their propaganda um, th- about a vaccine, about a about a, a medical experiment that has not been approved, that has not cleared stage three human trials. That when it was tested on animals, killed all of them. And and, and you're going to try and make this. You're going to pressure people into this. I, I would, I would, I would ask people to just do this. Just this one. Just think about this. If you've lived in the United States for any length of time, you know that the government really doesn't like you. They, they don't, they don't, they don't. They're not your daddy. They're not there to take, you know, to look out for you. They are interested in collecting as much money from you as they can in the form of taxes. And if you don't give them that money, they'll put you in a cage for a long, long time. They have created nothing but new laws to strip away your freedoms, to take money away from you any way they can do it. But they care about your health? Really? You really believe that? That the government is that interested in your health? It's preposterous. It's, it's, it's people that don't have an accurate understanding of the, of the real role of government in this. The, the government doesn't their job is not to keep you alive. Their, their, their job is not to make sure that you don't get a, catch a cold <laughs> or catch a virus. It's, it's not in their mandate. That's not their job. So why are they pushing this so hard? Why, why do they spend all of their other, all the hours of the day trying to figure out ways to take from you? Why do you think all of a sudden they magically care about your health when they never have before? If they cared about your health, they'd regulate um, smoking and alcohol and, and, and fast food and sugar and caffeine and fat 
and all these things, all these preservatives, they never had anything. They've never said one thing about that. They approve medicines all the time that wind up killing people. The American medical industry is number three, the number three leading cause of death in America behind heart disease and cancer. So, so forgive me if I don't just believe that the American federal government all of a sudden decided to care about me and my health. It's not what it's about. It's an operation and they want you, they need you to take that vaccine. There's a reason for it. And it's not to keep you healthy. It's not to keep you alive. It's not to make you better. It's none of those things. If you believe that and you believe that that's the role of, of government, you're living in a fantasy land. I'm sorry. It just, it, it's like the, those people are naive. I, I wish, actually, I frankly, I wish I felt that way. I wish I could blind, look at my government and go, oh, they love me so much. They want me to be safe. And it, no, they don't. They don't give a shit about you. They never have. So, so to me, it's just a real obvious indicator that this is a massive operation. And now what type of operation it is, that is, is there's a lot of room for debate. But, but I'll tell you what it isn't. It isn't some altruistic endeavor that the federal government, along with, you know, with the, led by the Biden administration, is going to go door to door, knocking on everybody's house to make sure that they're okay. That's just, that's just laughable. It's naive and childish if people believe that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you can, one of the reasons why you can maybe entertain is for the Democrats, you know, them, they're trying to replace their, their voter base, right? Because they're bringing all these people that are not vaccinated. If, you know, you can say, I think it was about 30% of the immigrants in ICE custody are refusing the vaccine. So they're all coming in with coronavirus, bringing the numbers up in Texas. Um, I think we get studies all the time saying like people in Texas aren't wearing their masks, which is why all the cases are going up. Hospitals are getting packed again. Uh, it's not the case. All these people that are coming in illegally are bringing the coronavirus in. Then they're picking them up, shipping them to who knows where in Texas, dropping them off, letting them go wherever they want. And then they start spreading that shit around. Um, and it's it's just they're using Texas and probably Florida. I think it was um, I remember exactly where it was. I think it was Orlando as well. They're having like spikes as well, but they're using Texas mostly um, as kind of like a, an example of like you see what happens. You don't wear masks. You guys are going to start getting the new freaking Delta variant as well. Um, it's it's going to hit you guys and you guys are going to have all these cases jump back up, which is happening, but it's not because of the fact that we're not wearing masks and all that crap. It's because these people are coming in with, they already have COVID and they're just laying them on through, pick them up, let them go. They ship them off in from military bases, from Lackland Air Force Base. All yeah. over the country. They're shipping them out to wherever they go, but mostly here in Texas, they're just kind of like driving them on buses to the middle of nowhere, maybe like <laughs> just, other cities, and just letting them go and just take off. So that's like you. You wanted to come. You wanted to come to the United States. <laughs> you can come in, but here's the deal: we're going to leave you someplace in the middle of Texas, and yeah. Texas is a really, really big place. And uh, I, I remember drive driven through Texas. It takes like a full day, a day and night to drive through Texas, and I remember thinking. Man, if somebody, you know, if you were on the run, if you were like a fugitive and you wanted to go hide someplace, you got to go to tech. They never find you in Texas. There's so <laughs> many places to hide. Right. And yet here we go. So we've got this influx of uh, of people from the south coming up up through into the United States. Um you know, it's not kids in cages anymore. Now they have some new term because Biden's in charge. It's like ma magical summer camp for 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 vacationers from Mexico, and uh, so they they spin it a whole different way. And and now all of a sudden it's not a problem. It's not Donald Trump is the worst person in the world, keeping kids in cages. Mind you, the cages that Obama built. But um, now we've got uh, a new a, a new narrative. We we talk about oh well, you know. We've got we've got to uh, we've got to stop the spread. We have a a a pandemic of the unvaccinated is the is the new the new terminology. You can tell these these people go to a meeting and they're told what to say because all of a sudden they're all saying the same thing at the same time. The pandemic of the unvaccinated and everything. Never mind the fact that 
if you look at this, the numbers that the media is reporting, and I don't trust any of them, but if you look at the numbers that even the media is reporting, the people that are all testing positive are all vaccinated. Now they'll say, oh no, 99% of the people in this hospital that, that are in there for COVID are unvaccinated. That's not true. I've seen the exact opposite numbers, that 99% of the people that are in there have been vaccinated. So I wonder if it's going to be like the flu shot, where you go in, you don't have the flu, you get the flu shot, and then three days later, I have the flu. How did I ever get the flu? Because you got the flu shot, dummy. So now all these people go in, they go, oh, I've got double vaccinated. And I can't believe it. I I tested positive for the virus. Yeah, you could have asked any one of us. We would have told you that's going to happen. Guess what? You're going to be sick too. You're going to be sick over and over and over again. So, um, and, and you're, you're, and by the way, you don't have any protection from it. So it's, it's so frustrating to me because both sides of the aisle think that they're right. Obviously you, you can't both be right. The, I am, I am in the, I'm in the anti-vaccine camp, not because I'm anti-science because I'm pro-science. I'm pro actual science. I'm not pro paid science. I see guys like Fauci up there. That's, that's paid science. That's a guy that's in charge of almost $3 billion every year to give out to other scientific organizations under him. He's the candy man. He gets to spread all this money around, right? So he's given away billions of dollars every year to all these organizations. And then they go to the organizations and they say, what do you think about the job that Anthony Fauci has been doing? And it's like gun to their, they're like, I think that Anthony Fauci has been fantastic. He is doing a great job. Please give me my money still, you know? So, so you can't get an accurate reading on that guy from going to any of the institutions in the medical industry that he controls, which is almost all of them. So it's really been a, they've really pulled a a number on everybody. They've, they've got the, the media who takes 60% of their ad revenue from the pharmaceutical industry. So they can't say anything about it. You've got Fauci who goes up there. He's paraded out as the God emperor, who's going to come in and, and fix everything and make everything fine. You go, you can't ask the people that work for him anything bad because he's paid them. Uh, you go to Bill Gates and people say, I have questions about Bill Gates. So then they say, well, what, what is the media? Has the media said anything bad about him? Well, look at the 200 plus media organizations that Bill Gates gives money to on a yearly basis. They can't say anything bad about, actually, they finally have over the last couple, you know, last two months or so, they finally have said something bad about him, but they haven't taken him out to the woodshed like they should because he's paying them. So to like the common, the average person that's sort of working, you know, two jobs and doesn't have time to pay attention to all this, they make the assumption that if there was really some monkey business going on, I'd hear about it from uh, uh, on the nightly news but you're not going to because they get so much of their ad revenue from big pharma well if there was a problem with bill gates i'd hear about it on the nightly news no you wouldn't the ms in msnbc stands for microsoft so i mean like let's just remember that so it's like oh if there was really a problem with fauci i'd hear about that in the mainstream media no you wouldn't you wouldn't so people make all these assumptions that the that the that the vaccine is safe because they don't hear bad stories about it on the nightly news. They assume that Fauci's a good guy because they don't hear bad stories on the nightly news. They assume Bill Gates is a good guy because they don't hear bad stories about him. They're all getting paid, though. They're all getting money to not talk about this. So so it's not as simple as just the, it's a level playing field and 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 the news media is fully and totally objective. That's not true. They're not objective at all. They're they're totally financed by these people. So, so I, I understand if somebody who's not like in all of this can't figure it out. I understand because the places that they go to get information, their media, the mainstream media sources are, are, are all only saying one thing. They're only saying the pandemic is terrible and killing everybody Bill Gates is a good guy and Anthony Fauci and the pharmaceutical industry are our only hope at getting out of this. And the only way we can do it is through vaccines. I understand. I understand why people are are buying that narrative because it's the only narrative they're hearing. And like our voices are getting silenced on all the social media platforms. So it's like, as soon as somebody starts to make it inroads at at, at getting attention for, for, for some, you know, someone in the alternative media saying, hey, look at this whole, look at this other stuff here. 
It contradicts the official narrative. Boom, those guys are gone. They get deplatformed. You know, they get their YouTube accounts taken away. They get kicked off of Twitter. I've been kicked off of Twitter. I've got two strikes in YouTube. It's just a matter of time. I think I'm up for my first one today after the show. Yeah, you're going to get, oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Sorry about that. I mean, well, welcome to the club. You're going to get your first strike. (laughs) I hope you don't. But but, but it's it's sort of an, an indicator that you're talking about maybe the truth. Right. If, if, if they, if they have a problem with it, it's like, you can go on, you can go on YouTube and talk about Elvis eating ding dongs at a, at an HEB, you know, like down in aisle six (laughs) all day long and they'll let your, your channel stay up. But you start talking about the pharmaceutical industry and what they're doing and the crimes they've committed and how all of the major vaccine companies are convicted felons. You're gone. So, yeah. And, and, and speaking to, 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 you know, to that point, um, the nation of Islam recently had their Twitter account taken down. Um, the nation of Islam, obviously like anti-Semite, all that stuff, hating on Jewish, you know, freaking Jewish people all the time, all that stuff. And they didn't get their account taken down because they were talking shit about Jewish people or any of that stuff. Like they've always been doing for years. They got it taken down because they criticized the MRNA vaccine. That should tell you, anybody, that should tell you everything you have to know about them trying to protect everything about the vaccine. And if you try and step up and say anything against it, you're, I mean, these people have been criticizing everybody for years, talking shit about Jewish people and Mexicans and all kinds of people saying they want to kill this and that, blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about the vaccine and then, oh, that was the last strike. You guys got to go. And what the hell? Well, guess, <laughs> guess, guess who I have coming on my uh, group Union of the Unwanted show on Monday? Oh, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor oh. of the mRNA technology. There we go. So uh, I, we look forward to our first strike for the Union of the Unwanted after that. <laughs> Actually, we don't even run, we, we're not even running it on YouTube anymore. There's no point. Yeah. We just keep it on Rockfin because, um, and, and then it goes out as an RSS feed. But but we know that they have there's certain names and certain topics that are just they'll just go back and 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 get you for and and mrna technology is one of those things look uh my partner ricky who who does the the ripple effect he he's had robert malone on uh had him on his program a couple of weeks ago and so he said hey will you come on our group show and he was nice enough to say he did. I think we have six doctors coming on on Monday to talk about this. Nice. And, um, you know, when you've got the inventor of the technology coming out saying, I think there might be a problem with this. I don't think this is this, this technology is going to do what it says it's going to do. And then I have Whitney Webb on, um, on macroaggressions and we're talking about, um, not DARPA, but HARPA which is the health advanced research program. So it's like DARPA, but for the health world. Right. And they're talking about in uh, the Biden administration has already financed this, this HARPA uh, program with, with a couple billion dollars. And they plan to keep doing that every single year. And what they're going to do what their mandate is, is they want to use the MRNA technology to fight cancer. They want to make sure everybody's got it in them for cancer so that they can constantly update this operating system. So so I've got lots to talk to, to the, the good doctor about, um, you know, I think that this might be an example of like Frankenstein's monster where like the guy created it. And then after it's done, realize what have I done? What is going on? If this is in the wrong hands, this is catastrophic. You know what, what they can do with this. So uh, it, you know, and if you talk, but if you talk about that, you'll get medical, medical disinformation. I'll get, we'll get a medical disinformation strike on this, video if we put it on youtube talking to the inventor of the technology yep that's how it goes it's i mean they're, they're too far along along down the road to go back now it's there's just too much money involved it's, it's just been too much planning there's no there's no way they can go back and it's no you know speaking of like people getting banned off twitter and stuff like that it's now you're you're having people that they're they could be getting fired from work. If they don't have a vaccine, they're not going to be allowed into the buildings. You can't go to work. You can't go out to the stores and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's, it's getting to a point where 
I mean, I've only been alive for 35 years on, you know, on this earth, so I don't know anything else besides decent times in this country, but I'm starting not to recognize the America that I was used to, let's say, before Obama was like the actual president, right? So, uh, Oh, you are not alone, my friend. I, I, there's, I think I've been having this conversation with a lot of people. It looked, when I, my eyeballs, you know, when I look outside, it looks the same. Yeah. But my interactions with people are very different. Um, Trump did one thing very well. He divided he divided people. And I'm not trying to blame, I'm not trying to blame Trump for, for all of this or anything like that, but he, he did a very good job of dividing people. He got people very used to the, the, the idea that some of your old friends that you've had your whole life, maybe shouldn't be your friends anymore. You know, like it wasn't so much, he was telling his followers to do that. It was that the Democrats were like, I'm so disgusted that you would support this man, Donald Trump, that I don't even think I can be friends with you anymore. Yeah. He's so dirty. He's so radioactive that because you voted for him, now you're radioactive and I don't even want to talk to you. So it divided people, you know, pro-Trump, anti-Trump. And, and there was a segment in the middle that didn't really care one way or the other, but it was a fairly small segment. Everyone, for the most part, had an opinion on him. Um, but he started that division. Then you get the COVID operation comes out and that starts, it, it immediately started with like people that think this is a really big deal versus people that don't think that's a big deal. And then that morphed into people that voluntarily wear the masks versus people that, uh, don't have, or aren't, aren't volunteering to wear it. Then once it became a mandate, it was an even smaller segment where it was like, these people are refuseniks. They were, they refuse to wear the mask. They will not wear the mask. And those people are the enemy. Now it's changed into anti-vaxxers. They're, they're going after anti-vaxxers and saying, anti-vaxxers are the reason why we have this spread. Anti-vaxxers are the reason why you have to wear your mask again and why your kids have to wear your mask. And it's That's not the case at all. That's propaganda. And I would like to remind people that the smith munt Modernization Act of 2012 that Obama signed and passed in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2013 legalized propaganda to be used inside the United States on Americans by American media. So let's just make sure we get that out in the open too, that propaganda has been legalized well in advance of this. And then they come out and say, all the anti-vax people are the reason that you're that that the cases are up, that the that the spread is here, that the masks are back. It's all their fault. If it wasn't for those anti-vaxxers, we'd be through this already. That's a lie. That's a that's a blatant lie. First of all, we're never through this. They're never they have no intention of anything ever being through this. It's never ending. They'll keep you on a treadmill of constantly needing uh, boosters and, you know, this new variant and blah, blah. It, it, it's, if you think that I'm going to take my two shots and then it'll be over and we'll go back to normal, you're delusional. And now you're poisoned by this as well. So good luck. So it, 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 they're, they're just trying to divide us even further. And, and so the country is unrecognizable. It, I feel the same way you do. I feel like when you go out, I... They did something so devious. They politicized mask wearing. They made it so that if you're wearing a mask, you're probably a Democrat. And if you're not wearing a mask, you're probably a dirty Republican. You know what I mean? That's what they that's the perception that the the mainstream horror media, MSNBC and the likes, you know, and Fox too, including Fox in there. They're they're all part of this. that's what they do. They, their their job is to they're left leaning and 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 Fox is just controlled opposition. They're left leaning and they they just create one narrative and that is anybody that's not doing exactly what the government says and exactly what the media says and Fauci exactly if they don't do it exactly like he says, they're the enemy. They're Trump supporters. They're Republicans. They're anti-science. They're anti-vax. They want your babies dead. They're they're all these things. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's so disgusting and obvious and frustrating that that everybody can't see this. Why can't everybody see this? It's just sides. Everybody's just 
I mean, you've at this point, you've already picked your side, what side you're on. Yeah. Um, it's now there's definitely some aspect of you know what you were just saying that that fuels all of this, but at the same time, there was a lot of confusion kind of early on with the whole mask thing. Uh, you had freaking Fauci's dumbass saying that if you got the vaccine, you didn't have to wear it. Oh, early on, he said you didn't have to wear it at all because it wasn't going to be as he big as everything. Yeah, and then and then he said you had to wear it, and then if you got the vaccine, you were fine. But then now, if you have the vaccine, you still have to wear it. Um, yep. So there was just like a whole lot of shit going on, and everybody's just like, "Well, like I don't even know what the hell's going on." So now it's more of like a guilt trip. And now you see it all over the place on Instagram and Twitter and all these places, people sitting in their cars. I'm sure you've seen the same videos crying, saying that you're killing us all. You have to wear your mask and this and that. And you're not, now you're going to kill all of our children. It's just like people see that. And for a lot of people, they are like, oh, well, shit, you know, maybe I might be killing these kids or I might be spreading it. So I have to wear it. Um, right. It's not by accident. I mean, it's it, they're actively making people guilt other people into like wanting to wear it or get the vaccine. Yeah. And I could maybe understand that if from day one, the directive was you have to wear the mask or you're going to kill everyone. If that was the only thing that was told by the mainstream media, I could understand that. But like you said, the story on the mask, the rules uh, and the science behind the mask has constantly been changing. So how can anybody sit in their car crying, saying these people are all going to kill us without them for not wearing masks? When even your dear leader has said the masks don't work; they're mostly symbolic. Then he finally said, "Okay, well now you have to wear a mask." Then he said, "Maybe you should wear two masks." Then he gets caught at a Washington Nationals game not wearing a mask. mask. Then he says, "Oh yeah, well uh, I was it was in between sips of my beer, you know." And he goes into this whole thing. Then he says, "Maybe we're maybe wear two masks. Two masks is fine. Two masks is reasonable." Then it's well, you don't really need to wear the masks at all. Then it's hey, it's six feet social distancing. Then he says, "Well, actually now it's going to go down to three feet." Oh, so the virus got half as deadly no no nothing changed there we just decided six feet was eh, we're just going to go to three feet now oh okay so you're admitting there's no science behind this that you're literally making this stuff up and then people are like how dare you question the 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 directives of fauci what how can how can we not question it he's been all over the map he has said to do one thing and then do the opposite on everything why would we listen to anything the guy says not to mention if you know anything about his background and what he did to the gay community in the 80s with aids and azt i mean they they'll they'll never forgive him so this is a guy that is not well liked in the industry but he's got so much money so access to so much money uh, not to mention being the highest paid government employee in the country that that he has a disproportionate amount of power and so if he if he came out if he was a if he was good at this job which he's not but if he came out and said, got to wear the mask, day one, he said that, and that was the only directive, and he was, he was adamant about it, and he never wavered, that would be one thing. I could maybe understand the freaked out liberals in their car crying and saying, you're all going to kill us. But I can show that person in the car that's on the verge of a, a nervous breakdown, I can show them a video of their dear leader saying the exact opposite of what they're saying right now. So, so like, you don't think that's, it's like, you don't think that's reasonable to, to question this. It's, it's the most reasonable and logical thing you can do is to question this. There's, there's been nothing but conflicting information from the beginning. The, the only, in fact, the only reasonable thing to do in this situation is to question it. And anybody telling you not to question it is, is, is not to be trusted. I'm telling you right now, if they're telling you to just stop investigating this and stop questioning it, then I've got questions for them about what they're talking about, because this is a giant contradictory, uh, a conflict of interest, contradictory uh, directives from the beginning. Nobody seems to have their story straight. The CDC says one thing about masks. The Biden administration says another. The Trump administration said something else. School districts are saying one thing. There's no cohesive narrative. There's no, there's no one rule that, that works. And that's the reason why it's falling apart. Because people are seeing through all the cracks. They're going, this doesn't make sense. Even the dumbed down, like, fluorided out people are going, 
something seems a bit fishy about this. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, if anybody needed any more incentive into believing that that there's so much money pushing this like whole narrative, just look at all the pictures of people that got their vaccine, but at the same time, they're holding a freaking donut in their mouth. Um, <laughs> and it's like... Don't even get me started. <laughs> like, I have a lot of people like posting pictures and stuff and just like, oh, I just got my free donut. Even I get where I work. Um, it's the same thing. Just like, oh, make sure you guys go and get your free donuts with your vaccine. I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, it's like that, like the shiny object syndrome. They're just dangling out in front of you guys. Yeah. And even they even started that whole million dollar lottery thing with getting the vaccines and shit like if you got a vaccine you're automatically entered into some kind of drawing where you could win a million dollars and i'm pretty sure you better win that million dollars too because you're going to need it for your medical bills if yeah. something goes wrong because you because your life insurance policy just got nullified because you took an experimental vaccine more than likely check with your insurance agency provider um you you can't sue anybody no nope. you can't you can't sue your, you can't sue the vaccine manufacturer, can't sue the government, can't sue the person that gave it to you, can't sue your doctor, can't sue the McDonald's where you got, where, where you went, by the way, in California, they've opened up vaccine sites inside of McDonald's. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this operation, I just really don't know what, it's idiocracy. We're living through idiocracy. Yeah. They actually, like, in our, in our craziest conspiratorial, uh, you know, bong hit induced fantasies we could never have come up with anything quite as funny as actually handing out vaccines inside of mcdonald's i could never i could never be that funny if i tried you know it's like we drive around dallas a lot um like on the weekends mostly but i see like little pockets throughout the neighborhoods and stuff like that where they have like little sites that are freaking set up in the middle of freaking downtown or wherever and it says like free vaccines here, you know, stuff like that. I never see anybody there, which There's is nobody great, there. Right. But like the fact that it's even up there, I'm pretty sure early on when it started, there was like thousands of people lining up for them. But the fact that the vaccine is free and it's, they just pop up stands every like once in a while here and there. Um, it, it's just ridiculous. I don't know what it's like anywhere else. I'm sure they have. Like it's some, like that. It's I'm in yeah. Denver. Yeah. I'm right outside of Denver. It's like that. I've I've seen the sites. There's nobody there. I mean, you know, if if that if it was a fireworks stand, you know, that just popped up in a, in a in a parking lot like these, it'd be there'd be all, people all over the place. Yeah, you know, and they sell them. They yeah. they don't they're not giving them away. So no. you could you, you if you if you want to buy fireworks at a pop up stand in a in a parking lot at the mall uh the place will be packed. If yep. you want to give away free vaccines it's, it's a ghost town. Nobody's yeah. interested. Yeah. I never see anybody there. And it's, I mean, I'm hopefully it's because people are starting to wake up and realize what's going on with the vaccines and how many people have been hurt. I mean, just, I mean, out of the daily mail, I just saw, uh, this was posted a couple of days ago. I think, um, there was a Minnesota medical worker who had to have both of her legs amputated. Yeah. I saw that after getting COVID-19, um, just days after getting the vaccine, right? So that happened. And then now they're saying that she might have to get her hands amputated as well. So it's like, what the, f I mean, obviously these stories aren't going to be put out on the news. They don't want stuff like that to get out there. They don't want people to be scared off of it. Um, but I mean, and to be fair, that doesn't happen to every person every time. Right. So, so, you know, I, we, the fact that but, it happened once is more than the, enough. Yeah, the fact that it happened at all, man, that's a, that's just that's a scary one. I mean, it's like I so I'm I'm pro like I mentioned earlier. I'm, I consider myself to be pro science, right. pro logic, pro all you know all of this. Uh, I'm not anti scientific advancements or anything like this. But I think that just the just the basic level of statistical analysis can can really just take care of this argument in in less than a minute. For people in our age range, we have, according to the CDC's own numbers, a 99.98% survivability rate if we get this. And uh, the, a median death age of 80. Right. So very, very high. So if we were to take the vaccine and everything in that, in that vaccine was going to do work perfectly, 
and, and, and do exactly what it's supposed to do. The maximum benefit that you and I could get from that vaccine, if everything went perfectly, is 0.02. That's the, the we can't do better than 100% protection. We're already at 99.98. I don't know about you, Paul, but if I got a 99.98 on my spelling test, I wouldn't be asking for extra credit. <laughs> Especially if the extra credit might cause me to lose my legs and maybe my hands, right? Yeah, so, so like I look at that and I go, okay. So, in my case, there is no reason. Just from a statistical standpoint, there's there's no reason to take it. Especially when the vaccine is a gigantic question mark. You don't know. Um, but even if you do know, even if you do know it's going to work, and there may be side effects, the the, the, the upside is is so infinitesimal that there's no point in even bothering with it. So, um, but then, but that's a, that's a sliding scale for, for everybody, right? So maybe you're a little older and you're more susceptible and you're, you have a 97% chance of surviving. Once again, that's pretty high. I'll take my chances with my immune system. And by the way, if I am that concerned, I would say, I'll skip the vaccine. I have a 97% chance of survival, but I'll increase that. I'll make sure that I'm eating healthy, getting out in the sun, taking vitamin D, taking zinc, uh, drinking lots of water, eating organic foods. I'll do all of that stuff, and that will uh, make it make my percentage go up even higher. So there's things that you can do. So I just I just feel like if we take the fear out of it, which they most definitely don't want you to do, uh, and we just look at it objectively as a, as a math problem, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why anyone would take the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely so. It's not odd to me that they don't have all of these websites. So, like, you always hear people throwing out stats and stuff, and like, oh, well, you go to Bears and you go to CDC and stuff like that. They have like like the numbers because they're actually because like all doctors are actually required to report like how many deaths they have because of for whatever reason vaccines or whatever. But I never see like the VAERS website out there or like the CDC is rarely thrown out there. Um, it, like, you know, like for places where you can actually go to find this kind of information. And it's like, um, I think it was like more than since, I think it was December the 14th of 2020 till July 26th of this year, there was about 342 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine actually distributed out to everybody. Um, and through VAERS was reported there was, what was it, like about 6,000, almost 400 deaths out of all of that because of it. Um, so that's like, what, 0.0019%, something like that. Um, but like, you know, like I said, to me, it's not surprising that they don't throw out these stats and things like that. Obviously, you, you never find them anywhere. Right. You have a lot of people online getting all emotional, throwing out all kinds of numbers and why you should get it and you're going to have to get back to normal, but the people don't understand that there is no more normal. Like, we're right. screwed. Right. Like the normal is not going to come maybe for another 50, 60 years at best. If we get to any kind of normalcy after this, um, yeah. you know, my son, like I won't see any kind of normal, hopefully maybe when I get older, but definitely like my son who's only seven years old. Maybe hopefully when he's my age, we'll be back to some kind of semblance of normalcy. Um, but I mean, we have, the flu vaccine has been around for decades and that doesn't work. The flu kills more people every year than a lot of other things out there. I mean, it's just, it's a big shit show, man. It's, it's like, yeah. it's a psychological operation <laughs> that has been targeted, uh, the people of the world and they've used fear of a, of an invisible enemy, much like terrorism to change society in the ways that they want it to, uh, divert money from the government to the industries and companies that they want to have more money. And they've starved out small and medium-sized businesses as a way of uh, gutting the middle class. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's an operation. You know, when, when you get right down to it and you realize that it's not about saving lives, preventing people from catching this virus. And I'm not trying to say that people haven't been dying from it or something similar to it. They, they most certainly have, but, but, you know, they've been playing with the numbers from the beginning. The PCR tests are garbage. They set the the threshold rate 
far too high. They know that that I've got, once again, I've got Anthony Fauci saying that if you set the, the PCR test to over to 35 cycles, that what you get, uh, the accuracy of your results is minuscule. He said, it's just dead nucleotides, period. That's it. That was his quote. So he's saying that the cycle rate at 35 gives you false positives. And so what do they have it set at? They have, have it set at 35. So everybody's testing positive. It's the case-demic thing. So we've got all these cases. The media talks about cases, not dead people anymore. Now it's just cases. Well, you can make cases out of, out of you can make cases when you set the, the threshold to 35 and you get 97% false positives. Anthony Fauci's numbers. And you get dead nucleotides, which is not what the PCR test was made for to, to be a diagnostic tool then you've got control of the numbers. And then from the control of these, all these cases, they say that we had, the first time they mentioned it in America, they said 169,000 dead. Now that number is up to like 600,000. But if you've read the last paragraph of that article, it said 6% of that number died from COVID. 94% died with COVID. And on average, 2.6 comorbidity conditions. Those included heart disease, cancer, skydiving accidents, car crashes, motorcycle wrecks, explosions, uh, uh, getting stung by bees. I mean, it was garbage. It was, it was, if you tested positive for COVID and then 30 days later got hit by a cement truck, you died from COVID on the death certificates. And they went so far as to incentivize hospitals for putting COVID as the cause of death with money, $13,000 to be precise, and $39,000 if they put you on a ventilator for COVID. So what do you think the hospitals are going to do? So they've played with the numbers from the beginning. And the numbers were the justification for the fear. And the fear was the justification for the masks. And the masks went away for a while. But what they realized is that when the masks go away, the fear goes away because you, it, it, there's no visual representation of this virus until you put the mask on. So what do we have now? Mask mandates coming back because they need the fear to be higher. It's so, it's so like when you pull back far enough, you can see the operation. But I think a lot of people don't want to see it. They don't want to, they don't want to wrap their head around the fact that this might not be what they've been told because – that's just a lot to deal with right now, man. And I've got my own shit going on and I can't be thinking that this is all gigantic scam. I'll, I'll go crazy, you know? So they, they hide behind that too. Yeah. It was really the perfect storm for everything. I mean, the fear of, of the virus with people not having work and not knowing how they were going to pay rent or put food on the table. And it's just one of those things where it's like, like I ain't got time to be worrying about all this crap the government's just going to tell me what to do. And I'm just going to believe that they're doing the right thing for us. And just like, you know what? It just takes away the actual thinking for yourself yeah. part of it. And they're just like, I got shit to do here. And, and I understand yeah. that too, yeah. to be, to be fair. Like if you've got like two jobs, kids in school, you're, you're, I mean, things are changing. You're struggling. You're, you're juggling things. You're trying to make it work. You don't have time to sit down and research all this. You're barely, you're lucky if you get a good night's sleep. I understand that you turn on your TV, you've got 15 minutes to try and get as much information as you can. You hope that it's the, you hope it's good information, but fuck, you're not, you're not a researcher. You're, you're working two jobs and you, you don't have, you don't know if this is true, but you hear it and it goes in your head and it gets stuck in your brain and it becomes real because it's the first version of reality that you heard. And so it's like, it just gets stuck there. And then every other conflicting narrative or, or other possibility now has to fight this stupid uh, thought that that's stuck in your head that, that everybody's got a virus and everybody's going to die because MSNBC's told me so. And Rachel Maddow wouldn't lie to me. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's this, like, I understand the people that are like misinformed about this because their lives are so chaotic. They're just trying to keep their head above, above water, man. I have a ton of, I have empathy for those people that, that are going, that are going through that. I really, really do. Yeah. You know, I get it. If they don't, if they, if they're operating off of bad information, you know, they're just doing the best they can with the limited amount of time that they have. But for 
for other people that have actually investigated this, it's like, what, what is stopping you from understanding this? Like how many lies do you have to be told by, I mean, your po- these, these, these politicians that just keep getting busted over and over and over again, not heeding their own mandates that they put on their people. You get Gavin Newsom in California going to French Laundry, no mask, 15 people with him. He just got busted today. His kids are at a camp. None of them are wearing masks. He says, oh, I didn't know of anything about that. They said, yeah, you did. You signed the waiver, the waiver that said we, we make mass optional. You absolutely knew about it. You fucking liar. Yep. So you've got Gavin Newsom doing that. You've got uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi going and getting her hair done. You've got all these politics. You've, you've got these people, Ted Cruz saying, don't go anywhere. Then he gets on a plane, goes to Mexico. The mayor of, 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 of uh, Denver, Michael Hancock got busted going down to Texas for Thanksgiving. You get, you get the mayor of Austin gets busted in Cancun. Dude, He's a piece of shit. These people are all pieces of shit. They're, they, that's why you get into politics because you're a psychopath and you love power. So you, you're, you're, you're like by default borderline a piece of shit just by getting into politics. So, but, but then they do this and we catch them in their hypocritical moments. And this is fresh in my mind because I'm finishing up my third book and it's all about hypocrisy. <laughs> And, and, and I, and I, and I've got a list of all these politicians and all the things that they did. So that's why I'm like kind of rattling them off. Um, be, you see this and you just go, you guys are liars. This, this whole thing feels fake to me. And the longer it goes on, two things happen. One side becomes super entrenched in their beliefs because they're all in, like they've got the vaccines, they're, they're wearing their, they're double masking. They're going to be a good, a good trooper. They're going to save the world. They're, you're never going to be able to convince them. But that segment that thought that maybe something was fishy, the longer this operation goes on, the greater the chances are those people are going to come over to our side and go, this whole thing is fake. This whole thing. And I don't mean the virus is, doesn't exist. I mean, right. The, 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 the classifications, the justification for everything, the numbers, the, the, the reactions, all that stuff is fake. There's more and more people that are going to be waking up. And when that happens, the government is going to have a huge problem on their hands. They're going to have a large segment of the population that's not going to listen to anything they say. And they know this. So they're trying to get a handle on this right away. And so I would expect in the, in the coming months a crackdown on us People like us talking about these things, writing about these things, you know, books coming out, podcasts, uh, obviously YouTube doing their their best to give everybody strikes. They gave me a strike uh, a month ago. I'm still working off an interview with Matt Landman, the director of Frankenskies. When we we're literally talking about the weather, they gave us a strike for violence. <laughs> Where's their violence? You didn't know, bro? I mean, I, I'll tell you what, when I got the strike, there was some, I felt like violence, <laughs> but I was like, seriously, like you, you go, oh, they're fucking with me. Uh, it's the only yeah. explanation for it. When you give me a strike for violence, for talking to Matt Landman is the nicest person I've ever met in my life. We weren't talking about violence. We're talking about the weather. And he makes protective EMF clothing, you know, like to keep mm-hmm. like the radio frequency waves away from you and everything. Yep. Violence violence i tell you it's just oh, it is crazy and it's so like we talk about i said the mayor of austin is a piece of shit and it breaks my heart because i love austin i used to love austin so much we used to go out there every every chance we could it's only about a two and a half hour drive from me but um you know to go eat is a beautiful city and there's a lot to do and stuff and it was but now it's like turned into mid like San Francisco 2.0. It's I know I lived there for a couple of months too. I liked Austin a whole lot. It's a fun, it's it's uh it's like Texas light, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, for people yeah. that's they're like, I like the idea of Texas, but I don't know if I'm fully ready for yeah, Texas, yeah. Texas. You go to Austin and you get like it's like kind of eases you into it a little bit. And it was it was, I mean, it, it's always been I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite places of all time to go, but you know, for those reasons, there's great food, a lot of music, which is great on Sixth Street. Um, used to go out there and drink and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of bars and it's great. I mean, but now, I mean, we were recently there, oh man, I want to say a few months back and it's just a total shit show. Um, it's bad. Like, I think we actually drove through it a couple of weeks ago. We went down to San Antonio for the 4th of July. Um, so we had to drive through Austin and stuff like that. And it was just 
unrecognizable. Like yeah. downtown is just ridiculous now. A lot of people are moving to Austin from California, which makes it worse. Um, yeah. well, I mean, that's one of the main reasons why it is the way it is now, but uh, it's just it's bad. I mean, I know I can say that as a former Californian, someone that lived in California for 35 years, I, I, I can say that that, that that state changed. It's like unrecognizable now. And that's, yeah. that's government. Yeah. That's 100% government policy faults. So like, you know, like people see San Francisco and they go, what is going on here? You know, you see the videos of people writing, going into Walgreens and loading up uh, yeah. bags with, with stuff and just writing out because they've changed the laws to make it so that shoplifting under $950 isn't even like, they don't even, they don't even send the police to get you. Now, the reason why they did that is because they have a, a, a new district attorney named Chesa Bowden. And that guy was financed by George Soros directly nice. to be put into this position. Chesa Bowden's parents were convicted murderers from the weather underground. He oh. grew up in a radical family. <laughs> And, and as soon as he became the district attorney, all of a sudden they stopped prosecuting all these cases. They stopped prosecuting shoplifting. You can shit on the streets and the sidewalks, no problem. You can set up and just sh- shoot up wherever you want. Right. It's not accidental. The, the, the dark money in politics that was always at the big federal level is now they've, they've changed strategies. George Soros, for the last several years, has been heavily involved in financing the local level political campaigns of some real psychopaths, which is what, why you get San Francisco. So San Francisco didn't just accidentally happen like that. You now have a society where you either, you're either a millionaire or you shit on the sidewalk. That's it. Those are your two choices. So it's a, and that is the vision of the future that they want for us. And, and I say, no, thank you. It's rough. It's, so I've never been too fond of like California, even before any of all this kind of stuff really happened. I was just never a fan. I've been out to San Diego a few times, stuff like that. It's really nice. Um, but I mean, born here in Texas, I've been here my whole life. I mean, I, I left obviously 2008 when I joined the Navy and I've been all over the world and stuff like that. But the California just never did it for me. Like I, I know a lot of people that have moved there and they're just like, oh, it's great. Like I wish I would have moved here sooner and I'll never leave and stuff like that. I haven't spoken to those people since all this kind of shit happened. So I don't know what their stances are that are on that now, but yeah. it's just always seemed like a crazy place and it's just getting a lot crazier. And I mean, hopefully Gavin Newsom gets the whole recall done. Like he's out of there and hopefully somebody else comes in. It's probably going to be somebody just as crazy, if not even crazier than he is. But Dude. We we live in a world where Bruce Jenner, aka Caitlyn Jenner, is the better option for yeah. California governor than Gavin Newsom. I mean, obviously Gavin Newsom is a psychopath of the highest order, right. a pathological liar, a, a manipulator, and, and and he should be behind bars for what he's done to California. And just think of how crazy it's gotten that we're like, please, Caitlyn Jenner, come in, be the governor and save us. Oh, <laughs> like, like that's California for it. That's, that's a, that's a huge problem, man. And I, and I hate that because it's my, it's my home. And, but it's, but it's like, you got to get these people out of there because I don't ever remember the government being that involved in, in, you know, I, the, the government, as far as I was concerned, for the whole time I was living there, they were a non-factor. I never felt threatened by them. I never, I didn't really notice them. I didn't think about them too much. And I actually think that that's probably um, the best sign you can have for your government is that they're like a referee. They're like invisible during the game. Um, the only thing California has a bad rap for, and rightly so, is that they have really high state taxes. So, yeah. so that 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 was undeniably bad. But you could you could sort of justify it by saying, yeah, but it's California. You pay like a, you pay 13% more, but you get to live here. Um, and, and there's beautiful places in California. I lived, you know, I grew up in Palm Springs, which is the desert where people go to retire. And I lived, I went to college in, in LA and then I lived at the beach for a decade after that. So like my, my view of, of California is geographically is phenomenal. 
Right. So you can kind of justify paying more in state taxes because you've you you've got this sort of you know, you've got the entertainment capital of the world there and, and all kinds of stuff going on. You can justify like the way New Yorkers justify paying a higher rent. But now I I I, I couldn't justify it. I couldn't, I, I'd have to be lying to myself to say, oh yeah, no, this is normal. This is normal that there's people all over the place just robbing convenience stores and nothing to, like that. It never, it was never this way before. And I'm not saying we have to be tough on crime, but how about, how about maybe we don't just let people walk into stores and steal everything? Because <laughs> what will happen is exactly what has happened. CVS and Walgreens, Walgreens have closed up all their San Francisco stores and just said, we're out. And Target's closing their stores at six o'clock at night because they can't stay open any later because they just get robbed blind. And that's, uh, no, that's kind of sustainable for them. They're like a larger company and they can write that off of taxes and shit like that. But with the smaller places that don't have all that kind of money and they don't have inventory and insurance like that, they, yeah, they get- can't do it at all like maybe a night or two and then they're screwed. They have to shut yeah, down. They're on thin margins. Yeah. That it's, it's a good point, you know? So like, yeah. And those big businesses will be like, go to the government and say, we need a bailout because you know, COVID and they'll say, Oh yeah, of course. Um, just put us on your board of directors, you know, Amazon more guys on your board of directors and, and we'll, we'll give you the bailout. So um, yeah, but the little guys, they, they go away and that's government is killing. So like government is killing business. They say, oh, COVID came and killed business. No, it didn't. No, government's response to COVID killed businesses. The virus itself didn't kill businesses. People could have managed that. We have flu season every year. We, 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 we have hurricanes every year. You manage these things. You, ma- you figure out how to get around it. But when, when, when the government just says everything has to be closed yeah. or we'll take you to prison, we'll, we'll, everything has to be closed or we'll take you to jail. And in this jail, we just let all the actual criminals go because of COVID, but we're going to take you and put you in jail because that makes sense. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's been, it's just been frustrating to to watch this, you know, to watch uh, a great country uh, or in a great state like California, where so much innovation comes out of it's the, one of the largest economies in the world. The state of California, I think, is the sixth largest economy in the world. To watch it be torn apart by politicians, yeah, is is a shame. It's just it's real. It's really a shame. And it was all total bullshit because I remember kind of early on when the whole lockdown started out in California, really throughout the whole the whole world really when the, everything you know first kind of started um you would see like on the news where they were arresting people on the beach they were like by yeah. themselves and there was like nobody around for hundreds of yards and they were sitting out there by themselves and the police would come out and like two or three at a time and take them away it's like you're risking more of a spread if you're really scared of that in your mind and by having these officers come in put hands on these people and then you're spreading out to them just leave the dude alone he's just out there by himself let's let's talk about the let's talk about the the message you're spreading forget the covid that you're spreading let's talk about the message that you're spreading the the message is no matter where you are we'll come find you no act is no act of disobedience is too insignificant that we won't send three cops to arrest you on the beach they want you to see that that's not accidental the media controls what gets out there they want you to see that they want you to see police acting that way. They want you to see this is in your future. If you if you decide to to disregard what we say, you may be on a beach by yourself. We will chase your ass down, put you in handcuffs, and take you to jail for COVID. Because it's not about that. It's about control. It's about manipulation, and it's about retraining people to do exactly what they're told by authority figures, people that wear white lab coats or people that wear police uniforms or costumes or whatever you want to call you know so so it's about obedience training and that's what we that's what we've been under the guise of you know the it's always got to be an invisible enemy paul you know if it's not a virus it's terrorism and and they usually get two decades out of it and then they have to move on to something else and if Werner von braun is correct the next card they play is the asteroid the fake asteroid invasion. And then the, after the that, aliens are already fake here. alien invasion. So well, the alien invasion is already here. So you your know. son is going to get, 
an asteroid, a fake asteroid invasion. My, my daughter too, she, she gets this to look forward to. A fake asteroid in, uh, a, a, a impending collision. And we just have to put weapons in space, right? And um, and then after that, it'll be a fake UFO threat, and we have to put weapons in space for that too. So, so that's yeah. that's the next forty years we have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, they're already laying the groundwork. It's, I mean. so, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's, it's so it, stupid. Well, if if I didn't if it didn't sound so crazy, like like you would think that it was just like some kind of show we're watching or making up some kind of bullshit, like in a movie. I wish. But it's like, it's for real. Like when my son looks back on this time, so I like, I journal for my son every day. I like, I journal what, you know, what's happening today during his life. Oh, cool. So when he turns 18, I'll hand him over all the journals and he can read back on his life. And so, oh, that is awesome, man. Right? So like, he's going to read back at this point in time in his life when he was, say, oh, like when this started, what, like in 2015. So from then up until whenever this whole shit kind of dies down, He's gonna read in that span of time, and he's gonna say, "What what movie were you watching that you just copied the script? Or like, what video game were you playing that you just copied the script and you made this shit up?" But like, no, bro, this was your life. Like, when you were four years old up until when you were whoever, like 10, 11 years old, whenever we kind of this whole thing kind of dies down. But um, it's gonna be ridiculous, and it's 